Hi guys, uh, this is Tanisha. Welcome back. And this is Shayna. Thanks. <laughs> I, let, I let Shayna introduce herself. I think it was like two episodes ago. I like completely forgot. Forgot Shayna. She goes, "Hi guys, this is Shayna. Shayna, this is Tanisha, <laughs> and welcome to I Hate Everyone, and you probably do too." And As I if like, I was like by myself on the show. Thanks, Tanisha. I'm here too. I'm Shayna. <laughs> but welcome back, guys. To I hate everyone, and you probably do too. It's been a, a week. week. Shayna's been out of town. I'm back, back for the whole month of February, and then I'm gone again in March. So, we are back with a kind of an interesting topic. I would say today, this is something I feel like, like we've said that every episode. We have we an interesting s- topic today, <laughs> right? Well, every topic is pretty interesting, uh-huh. um, but this is one that we kind of. I brought up to Shayna because one of my patients <clears throat> had mentioned something about her pastor and counseling and how husband and wife can have two different perspectives. And I text Shayna like immediately and was like, this could be a really good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just with relationships, but just in general, how life, see, in life, like how we see things differently and how your vision might be different from someone else's. Or your like even how you remember a story might be totally even different. that yeah I think yeah. they've done they've done like experiments on that where you know they'll ask people who were all in like a room together to describe the experience and some people will remember this person wearing maybe it was a yellow shirt some people will remember it as an orange shirt or a blue shirt and in their memory it's that color right so it's just it's kind of crazy how that happens and that's I mean I've been called out on my memory a lot i'm like i swear this is how i remember it this book actually talks about it what is it uh leonard mlond oh god mlonda now how your unconscious mind rules your behavior and he talks about there's a study that they did with a like a, a jury of people that are in the courtroom and how certain people aren't good witnesses like how witness testimony isn't even really that substantial mm. it's reliable yeah, it's yeah. not reliable because your memory i mean your mind can like put something together based off of something completely different right or someone Unless, told you yeah. we didn't introduce her oh yeah we didn't even introduce our guest we have a guest you guys yeah. <laughs> our fifth guest yeah. <laughs> good job good job <laughs> Guy is our fifth guest he's a friend of mine um, and we're going to let him introduce himself, and then we'll get into it. We're, like, excited about this topic, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> buzzing. Um, yeah, I'm Guy. I'm a carpenter. I'm 32 years old. 30? Yeah, that's it. I have to do that, too. I have to yeah, do that, too. Yeah, I'm about to turn to, you know, whatever. When's yeah. your birthday? June, so uh, relatively Gemini. Soon. Are you Gemini? Yeah. My dad's a Gemini. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. Do you, ha- do you have um, conflicting personalities? Conflicting desires. Oh, that's a like, ooh, that'd be a good topic. Yeah. <laughs> so on one of the episodes, we were drinking wine, <laughs> and I think it was our whatever Mel? one of our guests, Mel, and he was like, every time Tanisha says, "Ooh, that would be a good topic," drink. Every like time Shana says something about yoga, drink, and we literally were like drinking that hmm. episode. That was a fun episode. <sighs> anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So we were talking about like the way that you remember things. I actually can relate. So yeah, I'm from Brazil, and uh, like I haven't seen my family in 19 years, really. Like most of my family, and then you know all the time you'd be talking to your cousin. Not all the times, but when you do talk, you you remember like a an experience. I remember whenever you know I ran over that my my cousin, and we all have this big experience. It's an eventful thing, so it leaves an imprint, right? Like like a karmic imprint in your head, it leaves it there. 
I described it as something happening, and they described it as something happening different, different. And now, who's gonna say what actually happened? It completely made a question like my reality. Wait a minute, did it? Did it not? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you think about that, I mean, like you know, how much That's of your true. of your memory is actually reliable? How much is actually true? Yeah, we Can brought we this up actually? in the second episode. Did we? Yeah. Um, was it Ryan? Oh, Ryan. Yeah. Um, you know Ryan. We were talking about something about like per, like experiences or perspective or like sides of the story. And I was like, there's there's three sides to every story. Oh, right? Yeah, right. And then I right, guess it right. just depends on how many people are involved. But there's always one extra side to the story, and that's the truth. Like what yeah. actually happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not often we can get to that point. Right. Because also, I mean, I a lot of times I have had like my, my brothers are so much older than me that they've maybe told me like a story about myself that I swore I remembered mm. but it's just because they told me the story yeah. or same with like looking at a picture yeah maybe you remember the story they told you and you've already created that scenario in your head exactly. maybe it didn't even actually happen like that and you don't know yeah exactly <laughs> crazy it's so weird it's I mean like think about like a time where you maybe got blackout drunk Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've all been there, yeah. right? Like, and your friends can literally tell you anything, and in your head, you did that. Yeah. Now, you won't feel super guilty about it, I don't say, unless it's something like, are oh, you murdered somebody? Because you won't have the mental right. imprint of feeling that feeling. But they can make you believe anything they want, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, really. They can extend the story, say you threw 14 drinks at somebody, when right. they only threw 13 and a half. Right. You know? <laughs> That's true. I think my friends convinced me I did a keg once. Like, what are the where a you keg like, stand? Is that what it's called? Where they put you upside down? Yeah. They convinced mm. me of that, and I was like, no, there's no way, because I, I don't know, but like I almost like I believed it. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, no, we were just joking. Joking. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I'm gonna do a shout out to my friend Kirsten from college because she's been listening to the podcast and like mm-hmm. she she's getting her PhD or just got her PhD in wow. uh, psychology. Get it, girl. Yeah, and she's been like commenting on these podcasts saying that yes 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 anyway she was known as like the keg stand like queen of her friend group really? like none of us did it except for her every party we'd go to so i just <laughs> want to give her a shout out because i know she's listening hey girl <laughs> hi girl good job with those keg stands <laughs> keep them up you it, made, it turned you into something yeah. <laughs> look at that you're in a podcast now that's hilarious um yeah so perspectives how do those affect your own reality, relationships, everything. Yeah. I mean, like today I was thinking about that. So I start my day, I drive to Kiwa every day. And for me, it's like an hour, 10 commute, right? And so in the morning, my stepdad drives and I get to read every morning. It's like my favorite part of the day. You know? mm-hmm. like an hour, Self-care. Yeah, like an hour of reading <laughs> in the morning, looking at whatever. Routine. Yep. Yeah, and it's nice, you know. And I just today had a thought, like, Today was a good morning. I woke up early and read something from, like, one of my favorite authors. And it's, like, it's something that hits you on, like, a deep spiritual level, ultimately. Like it's, it's about the truth. It's about spiritual pursuit, whatever. So, and to me, there's something that really aligns. And just reading that today, that being the first imprint of my morning, those words being, you know, because mm-hmm. I follow signs of life sometimes, you know, like right. all that kind of, I want to say spirit, whatever you want to say. Whatever you, you have. I mean? yeah. yeah, whatever you call it. Like, I'll be thinking about something and then a license plate would come by and like, oh. Yep. Oh, I had that happen yesterday. Yeah. Synchronicity. It's synchronicity. synchronicity. Yeah, it's one of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, just, so I had to choose between finishing one book and picking up the other and I kind of had to 
just kind of a bit of a guidance pick up this one read it and it just completely changed my day you know it, it was like just because of that little imprint changed my perspective let's say it changed the way i viewed my day i was more thankful mm-hmm. i was more hopeful towards the future because you know he kind of cited really nice words and that was enough to change what had been a lot of grimy days because i've been kind of unhappy at my work mm-hmm. turned into a really nice positive one that i hadn't had in a long time that's awesome that's yeah. cool the power of synchronicity. Yeah. In Germany, because I just got back, I was, I was only back like six months now. Mm-hmm. And in Germany, I had started reading about like numbers mm-hmm. and how certain numbers, like three threes or four fours and the, the, the meaning of these numbers. And of course, I started like noticing them more. But then I started like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try and open up myself to more of these numbers and let them kind of guide me. And it was so funny that I... Because I saw certain numbers, I would do certain things. Mm. And yeah, it shapes your decision making. Yeah, and I ended up taking a train to like a town that was three hours away and inquiring about a room for rent. I would have probably never done that, and I was I was scared. I was nervous. Like I was. Yeah, something new and different. Well, like one, my German's like not, not that perfect, and I'm going to this house. This it was kind of like a, what's the word? Like, there's no doors. They're literally, like, just rooms. It's like an open community type of living situation. Like a hostel? Not like a hostel. But anyways, it, it kind of freaked me out. But I did it, and it was all because of me following, <laughs> like, my reality dead. changing and just because based off of these numbers. Yeah. There are other um, cultures and religions that have, like, a numerology right. thing. So, like, in Hebrew, all of the letters have corresponding numbers mm-hmm. and they mean something so um chai which is a chet and a yud uh means life so you hear you know we go out to you do a cheers chaim to mm-hmm. life chai and it corresponds to the number 18 mm-hmm. and so a lot of times in jewish traditions if say someone's getting married or having a bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah or whatever and you want to send a gift you do it in increments of 18 that's cool. So, like, you get, like, eight, I got a lot of checks, like, $18 or $36, like, double high. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but there's also, like, some, like, mysticism behind it. Sure. Um, really cool shit. I don't know much about it. Yeah, that's um, cool, though. That's really that's, interesting. That's where, like, the 666 for the devil or something. I don't even think it's supposed to be the but devil. I think it's, it's supposed to be It's not even, yeah. It's yeah, it's not the devil. But, like, mm-hmm. but, like that's, yeah. yeah. But, like, that's that's another thing. It's in right. the Bible. It's in the Bible. I think it's all over the Bible, too. Jackie's having a ball. He's never this hyped up. <laughs> what are you doing? He sees the number six, six, six. <laughs> He's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's even, we have it here. Yeah. I think that would be right up my alley, because honestly, I'm kind of, no, I'm, it's weird, because my dad, when he used to tell me, and I kind of remember this, when we were driving, and he was kind of superstitious about license plates and shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, he'd always be looking at numbers, almost in an OCD way. And I'm the same way. And I never thought I would be that way, but yeah. it's just kind of how my mind shaped me to be. Or come right. with, I don't know. Or maybe it, his perspective shaped yours? Maybe. Just like, you know? You yeah. Know, because I was raised around a very superstitious culture. I was right. superstitious. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Very much so. I mean, like, in ways, even trying to, like, raise your kid, right? Let's say, like, you see how the shoes right there, they're far away from the door, the yeah. correct way. Oh, it's Gram- the correct way. Right, because you don't want it to jam the door. Uh-huh. So, like, grandmas would tell kids in Brazil shit like, you know, don't put behind your shoes behind the door or your mom will die. 
Oh, jeez. And, like, as a kid... It's so scary. It is scary. It is scary. Yeah. All the time. Don't leave your shoes upside down or your mom will die. And you, you, you don't believe this shit, but it, yeah. it, it leaves a seed, but you're man. A kid. Or yeah. puts a seed in your head. Especially when you're a kid. I feel like you're impressionable. Yo, yeah. Dude. I mean, I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, so perspectives and, like relationships and like male female my last relationship before we broke up we got into it like an argument and you guys my cat is having a ball <laughs> with a ball with a ball yeah should we pick that thing up so we can <laughs> probably um but we kind of got into it as you do when you're about to break up i feel like you kind of like get into it a few times yeah and we were arguing and he he's he was is a musician so he was day job and then nights and weekends was practice and gigs and he his perspective was that I was naggy on the nights that he had gigs because sometimes I would say oh you know I I really wish you didn't have to go tonight because I would love it if we could just stay home and cuddle you know I haven't seen you all week whatever whatever and his perspective was that I was being naggy and that was something that pushed him over the edge in our relationship my perspective was that I was just being like a girly, whatever, like, oh, I miss you, cuddly, you know, stay home with me. And my intention never was to give him the impression that I actually wanted him to skip his gigs. I was just like, you know, he'd be at the door and I'd hug him and be like, oh, I wish you could stay. So it's interesting that our two perspectives yeah, were sounds, different on that. Because that sounds like a sign of love. It's like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, tell you I want you to be here. Right, like, I, that's how I meant it. But it yeah. was when we were arguing and he said that, like, that hurt my feelings. Because I was like, damn, like, that's not what I was trying to do. I was just yeah. like, oh, I don't want you to go. <laughs> I mean, I know you have to, but... So that's interesting, like, two different perspectives of the same mm-hmm. situation. And how that shaped... Did that shape... His opinion of me, did that shape his opinion of our relationship? Like, how did that affect him, you know? Yeah. Considering that his his perspective was negative and mine was positive. But maybe he had, like, other positive perspectives. Like, maybe that wasn't, yeah. you know, like, the maybe whole... Maybe he doesn't even mean that. Like, you gotta take shit I mean, people say with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't take people's words to be the truth about yourself. Cause that's right. Nice. You know, like, Especially if you know you didn't mean it like that. Maybe like, oh, I'm sorry you seen it like this. That's not well, that's how what it I was. Said too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But like just in relationships, how two different, you know, mm-hmm. viewpoints can shape. Maybe that completely shaped his idea of how, like how it ended or why it how ended. How it ended or why it ended. But it also, it's kind of on him because, you know, like if something is bothering you, you have to have the clear mindedness to be able to communicate this with We talked partner. about that. Communic- Did we talk about communication? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I say this because I ended a relationship and or we ended a relationship yeah. it, it ended mm-hmm. you know and now after I still have thoughts about it I was like man you know like I wish I had just been clear about what it is that I felt right. and I had spoken out what it is that it was from what it was mm-hmm. instead of me trying to hide the problem and running away which is what we did mm-hmm. and now yeah. she's with somebody else and this whole thing's fucked and it's mm-hmm. just weird no you know but like had I been more aware and been more not even more able to communicate because I knew exactly what needed to be said, but I was just not brave enough to do so. Right. So I think, I don't know. So does that tie into what you were talking about earlier? Like, what we talked about in the one episode, Be a Man About It, about 
anger, happy, what you were saying about emotions, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, (laughs) We were, so, one of the things we were asking Guy before we pressed record uh, mentioned the episode where we talked about how generally most guys only recognize the emotions of anger and happiness. Not to say that they don't feel the emotions, right? We all feel them, but they just were only really taught about anger and happiness. Because guys shouldn't feel, you know, vulnerability. They shouldn't feel sadness. They shouldn't. Right. It's definitely a cultural thing in a lot of places. And here in America, especially, trying to be a big, bad man. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't show weakness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those things can be seen with that. I think it's just the opposite, man. You're a real badass if you can cry and you don't care That's what people, I think. you know, like yeah. <laughs> if you can not care what people think because if you feel like crying, you follow your heart and you cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's braver than follow your own heart's instruction right. all the That's time? It's not that easy. No, it's scary as fuck. It's so scary. It's it not easy. It's so hard to like dig deep and actually be raw and honest with people. And that's with yourself. And with first yourself. Of all. Yeah. I mean, He's the one that gave you feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, he doesn't We've, remember that. Oh, my God. feel the fear and do, and do it anyway. Okay, yes. so we have yes. talked about yeah. this book and this, this like podcast so yeah. many times. She let me borrow it. I finally finished it. Yay. I don't know if I said that on here, but I finally finished it. And one of the things I really got from it was like, so everybody feels fear. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's just an emotion that you have. And you either let it fuel you mm-hmm. or you let it hinder you. And so there's so many people out there that are that talk about, oh, I really want to do this, or I should do this. I'm scared to, you know. And then, and then they don't, they don't, they'll never do it because it's fear that's keeping them right. from doing it. But any person, any person that's ever succeeded in life, did something that scared them yeah. to get yep. them there. Yep, absolutely. And they so step it, into the unknown. Yeah, and I think it's part of following your heart. It's yeah. super scary, but like if you don't follow your heart, that's when you have regrets. Yep. That's when that, that's when you're lost. Yeah. Ultimately, like when you yeah. follow your mind, your ego, whatever you want to call it, you know, like that's when you let astray. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you're in a place of, when you're able to finally relax and be at ease within your own self. Yeah. You know that I think that's when you start to make decisions that make you happy and ultimately make everybody around you happy. Exactly. Yeah. Because you just vibrate that. You think mm-hmm. you, you push it out. Um, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit to what we were talking about. I guess, like, during relationships or kind of what maybe your ex-boyfriend's, like, perspective was. Right. And this has happened to me in the past few guys I've been with. When it's been over, not saying I didn't do anything wrong because, like, there's two, there's two, you know, players in this. But none of us really did anything extremely wrong, I don't think. But I always have this feeling that, like, oh, they hate me now. Mm. Mm. Have, have you have y'all experienced that? Do you feel like they hate you because of how it ended, or maybe because of something that you said or did? I or maybe is that just a subconscious fear of yourself? That, right. I think it's a subconscious fear, like a, it's an, an insecurity, insecurity that you have. Yeah, it's it? a, totally an insecurity, and I'm aware of that. Right, yeah. but well, I'm just okay but, to have but I'm also wondering. I'm like, do they think I hate them? Do they hate? <laughs> <laughs> do we hate each other? Do we hate each other? <laughs> I don't hate them. But that's like the I past. Feel like they probably feel the same. They probably don't hate you. They moved on. The the it's past. Been a long th- time. No, but even like not when it's been a long time. Like when it's when it's recent. Like the past three guys I've ended things with. 
I can't I like the yeah when it's when it's like a fresh end. I'm like oh, they hate me. <laughs> oh no, my I agree with that. I feel that sometimes yeah, too. I yeah, think so. especially if you ended it. Well, I, I mean, see that. or if it was like mutual, still like I still feel like I don't know. It's like it, maybe like if you hate someone, it might just make it easier in your head to get over them. Hates a strong word. I know, hates <laughs> a strong word, and like, do you ever really hate somebody? Right. But I mean, that's just like the word that comes when I'm right, like, going right. through those emotions, and I don't know, I don't know how to put this in words, <laughs> but it's just like maybe you you it's have your, this anger, right. or I think that they have this anger towards me because they've like lost all their feelings. I don't know. I get really in my head. Like really in my head. Your perspective of the situation and of how you your role was played in the situation. It's like a reflection of you. Yeah. And like you was saying, it's like an insecure. It sounds like it's just an insecurity. Maybe I, don't, I don't want anybody to hate me. I mean, no, no one wants anyone to dislike them. Some people or, don't care. Some well, people like, and I'm. I don't, mm. I don't know. For some, some people, like, don't don't give a shit. I'm, like, such a people pleaser. Right. I mean, I can be, too. Yeah. I think there's levels of not caring what other people think about you. It's also in a perspective thing. It's in a subjective, you know? Yeah. There's, to, an, to an extent, I don't care as well. Um, but to an extent, I do care what people think of me, you know? I mean, I could take that back to psoriasis. I'm really insecure about psoriasis. So to an extent, over the course of the years, I've got, become more comfortable with my skin and who I am. But then there's also days where I'm just like, oh, and I'm completely uncomfortable, just, yeah. you know? And I'm comparing myself. Oh, do people think I'm gross? Or yeah. Or like, I'm flaking all over the place, you know? <laughs> so it's just like your own vision of yourself. That's a good point. Uh, you know. Hi, podcast world. You've heard podcast one of my insecurities. <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you ever, like... Because that happens to me sometimes. Like I'll be thinking about a situation, like, with my ex, because it's constantly... It was something that hit me really deep. And so I'll be thinking about a situation, and I'll start to get pissed. Like you said, getting angry <laughs> mm-hmm. is easier. But then I think about it, and you, you start to understand your own role in there, and you start to just understand the situation, and then you get frustrated because you can't get frustrated because you you see through it. You're like, right. all right, well, I had faults there too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you have this like internal dialogue, like you yeah. the whole thing in like, your once head. Once you start to understand the situation, you can't even like showing anger is not the answer anymore. Mm-hmm. Like once you see that dad doesn't do it, then like anger loses its. It's, it's, it's bite because you see the like oh me punching a hole in the wall is just gonna make me have to fix it you right. idiot you know like, <laughs> might hurt my hand exactly and and I mean that just like a metaphorical hole it's just because <laughs> you know you, anything in life can just be a show of anger I could yeah. you could say something to me and cuss you out or even the way like angry look from somebody you know a look that a boyfriend might have given you you don't know where you picked up those fears from like maybe this person hates me or they don't but it's there right, right. like and that can happen so subtly from people. Well, it's also funny. It's like some people don't even realize they're, give, they're not like meaning to give you a look. It's like a look on their face. I do that. It's I just their, their internal <laughs> like. Yeah, like they're going through something. I've, I've had that too. Like I was a guy I dated a few years ago. The one where I had like, that bad breakup. It's like, right. why are you looking at me th- that way? I'm like, I don't, what, like what way? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. You're giving me a look. I did not realize. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm going through something in my head that has nothing to do with you. Sorry right. I was staring at you <laughs> and then we take it personal on the outside like i mean not everyone but 
people do take it personal. Yeah. Because Someone at the drive through looks like they have. Because we're a bunch of fragile have... egos. Yeah, we are. so fragile. We are. Man. Yeah. Like, anything can set you off unless you do some self work. You know. Yeah. Unless you start. A lot of us could do to deepen self-work. yourself. Ultimately. Well, that's part well, of that's... this podcast. Yeah. To yeah. like figure that stuff out. Yeah. I think as, just as humanity, consciousness is waking up. It it is. Fucking hope so. I hope it so. It is. It is. It can't not. It can't not. There's yeah. We've never had a time in life where we've gone backwards. You can't. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I love spirituality. It's, like, my favorite. I like so it, too. Mm-hmm. There's a guy I really like, a teacher that's alive today, still teaches him. Who? His name's Ajit Shanti. Okay. I don't, mm-hmm. know. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's got a bunch of books. Zen guy. He, Zen tradition, enlightened dude. You know, he's awesome. I like him a lot. And he speaks very pointed truths, like, very l- good quotes, but... Shit, now I forgot I was going to go with this. It'll come back. <laughs> It'll come back. We time. do that, too. You get talking and so you're like... So if we're in a conversation and you remember, just interrupt us and be like, yeah. I remember it. Fuck, I forgot um, what I was talking about. Can we backtrack to... No. <laughs> yes. Um, male and female perspectives? Yeah. Is there a difference? Do we, do we feel like there's an inter- the way fe- women interpret things versus the way men interpret things? I think relationship is a balance of male female but it doesn't necessarily masculine feminine yeah 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 Yeah. like yeah the energies but not necessarily that because there's traits my ex-girlfriend there are traits about her personality they're more they were more assertive and masculine than Mm -hmm. at certain points of mine right you know in certain situations her ability to be like the lead and the the point Mm -hmm. you know and just to 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 be take action was higher than mine and I and think we all have out. the balance, you know, in right. certain aspects of personality. My, in certain things, my female side could be very flourished. And in other things, my male side, you know, I, right. that's the way I think about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily know that I think about genders anymore. Right. Then I just do about the balance of the two energies. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I have a question. This might be like a kind of on a perspective thing. Okay. So you had this relationship you went through the breakup mm-hmm. so some of what we've talked about in pot and some of the episodes is like what's helped us get through the breakup mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. and kind of how we were feeling mm-hmm. um do you have like a self-care routine or a routine that kind of takes you back we call it the base you can baseline yeah the baseline so it's basically like you know we you have this level that's just your normalcy mm-hmm. and life events can bring you above it or below it. Right. Right? So you go through a breakup, someone close to you dies, you get fired. Yeah, you you go below the baseline. Um, You fall in love, you get a promotion, you're traveling on this really awesome adventure, you go above the baseline. And there's no time frame for... You'll be, and you could do it in a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But like there are things like I was just below my baseline for a couple of days, but I'm I'm back at my baseline. It's just like noticing, like, oh, I don't feel like myself right now, but I know this won't last forever. Right. So things that you do, now that you know what baseline is, to mm-hmm. kind of bring you back. And if you can kind of maybe say what you were feeling when you went through the breakup. Cause like if you like, don't mind, like no, as a, I like I can tell you like when I went through my bad breakup, which took me this was a couple years ago, but it took me months to get over. I, like I I didn't have an appetite. I wasn't really eating. Same. Um, I had anxiety all of the time. Same. And I was just like, when am I gonna be over? I'm doing all of the things. I'm working out. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm journaling. I'm doing the yoga. I'm meditating. 
I'm doing all of these things and I still feel like shit. I hate this. And then I even Googled ways to get over a breakup. Yeah, and they were like, yes, do all of these things. I did it like <laughs> yes. the second fucking day. Yes. It makes me feel so much better. But so, and then like, so it gives you all the things that I listed. And then at the very bottom, after you read the whole article, it says, but the only thing that's going to help you get over the breakup is time. Yeah. And so it's like you do these things to help you pass the time. Pass the time, right. Yeah. I think ultimately it's acceptance. And like knowing that hope, I think hope is what gets us through. You know, like hope that you'll find somebody better. Hope that you find a better situation or at least you'll be happy again. And then whenever mm-hmm. you start to think like bring back to your eyes, per se. Like mm-hmm. and I'm going to take an assumption, but I'm, I think it might be true because if I were in your shoes, I'd feel that way. Right. Because I have insecurities about my physicality as well. Mm-hmm. Like certain things that I don't like about me or whatever. So mm-hmm. let's say like, like you said, you're over there and you, something happens and now you're having negative thoughts about yourself mm-hmm. and you don't like you know, God, I'm sorry, I lose my train of thought. It's and then I go away. <laughs> yeah. anyway. But okay. bring back to the teacher that I like. You were saying shit about time and how it's gonna how long it's gonna take. He's got a really nice quote about like bad situations and bad scenarios and fear. He's like the only way out is through. Yeah. Oh wow. Someone okay. told me that actually when I was going through that yeah, breakup. I think it might not even be his quote, it's just a very cool thing. That is, yeah. that is cool. I like that. Yeah. So do you have like a specific routine of things that you do that kind of bring you back to you? I mean you said you like reading, so is that Yeah, but I don't necessarily have a routine. I'm more okay. of a very spontaneous, up to a point of laziness kind of person. Like okay. I just do what I feel mm-hmm. like, you know. I mean frankly I So got, those things that you that make I got you feel into good. Pot. Honestly, okay. to be very real, I kind of smoking a lot of weed, especially when I was first going through it and depressed. I think I was using it to just kind of hide and numb, numb. Mm-hmm. numb and push away. And just like my life wasn't, I didn't have anything going on for me. I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel like talking to people. I lost like a bunch of my close friends had moved. So, so this is when you went through the breakup? Like yeah, this is like when it was real bad. Like, yeah, okay. I got so tell, tell us all. Open when up. I, I will, sure. And, like, when it got real bad, I got into, but that's not even the point. But that was one of the things that I did, and it kind of helped. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was bored, so I started getting high and playing video games. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. kind of how I got through the worst days. I just did really childish shit that made me feel okay at the time. Right. I don't know if it's right, but it's what I needed. It's what I felt like doing at the time. So I, I have to accept my own decision making as a part of divine grace too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a right. There's thing. no right. Or yeah, right. I think it's just like what what helps you get through it and i tried other women like i yeah. tried to date right. you know but like i learned after this relationship that i'm no longer a person that can just have casual sex mm-hmm. it's not possible for I'm me i'm not anymore. at that point anymore either yeah i have to be emotionally <laughs> entangled right. or it, it, i don't even really feel it you know mm-hmm. so yep i tried to date other women that didn't work because i i was dating one while thinking about the other one yeah and that wasn't fair to this one it wasn't fair to myself and at the same time the, the girl that we broke up we still talk today, and every time she's with somebody else, and every once in a while we'll like, you know, get together or whatever. And so to say that I'm even over it right now is not true. And it's right. already been like a year and a half. That oh wow! Before. Yeah. But because it's been like, hasn't been a clean break. It hasn't uh-huh. been. Like we didn't lose contact, and there wasn't even a feeling of hate. It was actually kind of a amicable relationship ending. It made it kind of worse because. That wasn't that. a clean yeah, split. I could see that. You keep coming back and rehashing that wound. It's like, you know, yeah. it never heals because you keep fucking wounds. Right. Clean, clean breaks, I think, are the... 
the best way to do it. Like my ex-boyfriend from a few years ago, we broke up in April 2017, and we were still you and these dates again. Yeah, <laughs> and then we still um, were like hanging out and like sleeping together. Oh, you were sleeping together? Oh, yeah. On and off. After the breakup. Oh, yeah. Okay. On and off. That was April. On and off to, like, December. Yeah. And then it was, it was the, the, t- the weekend that it snowed. I don't even know if it was a weekend, but, like, when it snowed in January two years ago, we got into, like, this massive blowout fight, and we just, that's, that, that literally cut it off. We both blocked each other on, like, our phones and on social media. That was the last And one. that was it. But, like, that's actually what made it. Finish. Yeah, because I was having such a hard time with a breakup because it wasn't a clean break because he would still come back. Into, it was like every two weeks. Right. We yeah. would, we'd be hanging out for two weeks and we, one of us would freak out and then we'd cut it off and then one of us would reach out and it was just going to have a back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You're like tethered. And, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I was like crying all of the time and ha- had anxiety all of the time and I did not like who I was when I was around him. Like I just, it did not bring out the best in me. And then when we had the clean break... That that was hard mm-hmm. at first. It was really hard, but if, but then it finally worked for oh, yourself. Yeah, and that part didn't take super long. And that's the step that I haven't had the courage to take. I think. Right. Courage, yeah, yeah. Because My- it takes balls to let go of somebody that you still kind of love. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, it's you hard. You have a lot of love for them, and yeah. because they still say the same, they feel for you. Right. And it's a hard situation because they tell me this. But she's with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And she's living with the guy. And That's she not she's fair. unhappy with that him. That is rough. But, yeah. you know, so it's like, I can't move on, but I can't have her. And I don't even know that I would want to because we had problems. And, right. But she was like, I don't want to break up with him and go to you because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know that it would be a sure thing. But it's like, how can you expect me to tell you it's going to be a sure thing that if right now, look at our situation. Yeah. Right. Like, you'd have to come from her, from a free choice of her saying, no, no, I finished with him. And I finish him to finish with him, not to go back to you, but I would like to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Because for her to be like, okay, I finished with him, now I want you, I don't know that I want that either. Right. Because it's coming from yeah. a very insecure place, I feel. Either that or she really does love me and she realized it. But if that's the case, then why not do it sooner? I don't right. know. Right. <sighs> it's a hard situation. Breakups are rough, man. They're they so are. hard. I mean, my worst breakup was with the, the, you know who I'm talking about, the last one. Uh-huh. When I was in Germany. And... I mean, I guess that was kind of like a straight clean because I was in another country and he was still here. But I, I cry. But he had your cat. He okay, so he did have the cat. <laughs> I don't feel like that's a clean break. Probably not on his end. Okay. I mean, for me, it kind of wasn't completely clean either because I would like text to check on the cat, mm-hmm. and we would kind of like, oh, well, how are you doing? How how are things yeah. going? The first six to eight months were rough. I mean, I was, like, crying myself to sleep. I mean, yeah. there was, like... It sucks. It was, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it was rough. Good. But I think that we I don't ever lose my appetite, because I'll eat. I don't care. Can't, really? Nobody can take my appetite away. <laughs> that and sleep. But I was crying. Oh. But what we get it? through it. You, we, you, we get through it, yeah. It's like a bad hangover. Yeah, you know, it's a Like, heartbreaks are, like, <laughs> emotional hangovers. Yeah, oh, I like that. That's a yeah. terrible hangover. Yeah, so they just last a long freaking time. And, yeah. you know, it, I thought about this, like, heartbreak really is like a hangover. And the deeper your heartbreak, it just means you partied really hard. It means you went hard in love. And that's why it hurts. It hurts because somebody just... was able to, like, touch something to the very center of your heart. Mm-hmm. And once that person gets there, you know that they can destroy you with a flicker, man. And I think that's probably why that was one of the worst breakups. Because we did have 
something really alive. Something if you're hurting, really it's because it was yeah. really nice. Yeah, like it was. I mean, you remember when we first met? You went with me to the yeah. barbecue, and yeah, like it was. Yeah, that was rough. But I, now, what is it? It's been two years. It's been two years since we broke up, and now I'm at a place where I feel really good. And it's nice, isn't and it? It's when nice. you start finally start yeah. to phoenix out of the bush, I care out of the about burn. him still. I love him as for who he is, for who we were as a team. But I can look at our relationship from my perspective and be okay that we're not together. Yeah. Because I know that if we were to try again, it it wouldn't be where I am in my life right now. Like it wouldn't be what I need. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm very content with the fact that I'm not like sad or anymore. I'm very content with it. Yeah, I think That's, I'm getting there too. Yeah, you're, you're getting your baseline. I hope so. That. Yeah, I yeah. Have hopes. And like you said, it takes time. It does take time. Like I did everything. I was in Germany, like you know, like doing travels and whatever. And I think as humans, we're like time. you know, um, we're resilient. We're made to heal and to learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, the hard times. Sometimes it just takes a while, but you get there. You get there eventually. I mean, talking helps. Even if you don't have friends you can talk to, like Writing, therapists. journaling, therapists. And find one, and find one that you like. If you don't That's like... That's the thing, a guy, a guy thing. That you're talking about guy, girls. Yeah. I mean, guys are way less likely to talk to other dudes or people or anybody in general. I think that's very true. You internalize guys. I don't talk to people. Yeah. I, I keep quiet. I don't tell people. I tell my... Now I'm starting to tell my friend yeah. on the phone or I'll talk to my... But no, mostly, I don't talk about my problems and I face them with myself, you know? That was an issue we had in our relationship. Like Communication. I was like, you don't communicate. And that's most like, guys. Yes. I think that's like, very true. I don't know how to communicate. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's most guys. <laughs> it's like you bottle it up and then at some point it's full and it explodes. And it mm-hmm. explodes, yeah. yeah. But sometimes, like, I'll say that we bottle it up, like you said, for not knowing how to express it, mm-hmm. not knowing what you're feeling, or, you know, ultimately, because, I mean, we're not all enlightened Buddhas out here having That's full true. conscience of what was going Speak on. For yourself. Like I said, we're not I'm all. just kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nowhere near. There you are. Let me bow down to my guru here, my new guru. I keep, I keep. Uh, That's funny. You know, I think so. It's, you have to have an interest. I think if you go to rock bottom, eventually you hit it. And yeah. you, you, like, okay, I gotta unfuck myself. So what is <laughs> I'm, it? I gotta go- unfuck myself. Yeah, so, <laughs> so what's going that? on? You know? Pretty much. I just, I wanna go unfuck myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> good. My cough. So I wonder if there's, and I don't know how this could happen. Oh, but like, if you're both aware that you have different perspectives of things, like how to actually sit down and have like a mature adult conversation about it. They're back. They're back. You know, if you both see things differently and you're convinced that the way you're seeing it is the right way and you're sitting down. And so is the other person. Right. And, like, you're sitting down and talking about it. I just, like, can there be a way that you can, like, I guess that's where good communication comes in. I think Or the third opinion. A third opinion? The third opinion. The third opinion? The truth. The truth. Yeah. I think if you side with the truth. And both people are willing to side with the truth. Like, okay, me and Tanisha, let's say me are having a disagreement or whatever. Mm. All right, so like, 
what is the actual truth? And if we can't get to that point, then we have to come to the agreement that we can't get to that point. And that's our truth. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but if, if you're both facing the truth, like if you're a partnership that's aimed at that point, the highest point, which is the ultimate truth, then you're going to have way less disagreements because the truth is the truth. It's black and white. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, you're talking about some emotional shit. But then if you're still sided with the truth, you're going to be more willing to meet in the middle and find, okay, what is it that you're feeling? Well, this is what I'm feeling. And if, if, you're, if your goal is to get there and not at each other, then I think you're more willing to say, okay. But does that also play into, like, ego? Like, if, like we would have to come together and say, okay, I'm putting you my ego to aside to... You have to to find the truth. Right, to say, to, okay, to I was it. wrong, or this is the actual truth. It's like I mean, politics, religion. Like, yeah, and we, you, you know, also like, both have to be, I think, at this point, on the same page and want the same thing from your relationship. Like, yes. Right, right. Assuming that that's what's going on, because why else be in one? Well, I mean, you can be in one and still have, like, different expectations, I guess. Yes. Especially if you, like, especially if you, if you weren't open with them from the beginning. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> A.K.A. not being truthful. <laughs> that's the thing, like, I think... Yeah. We as people can make our lives very simple if we do what we say mm-hmm. and try to be live as truthfully as you can. Because then you don't have to remember a story. You don't have, I mean, and I'm not saying there you, anybody, people out there are lying all the time, but we do. You know? We do. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the truth is really scary to say, too. Which is well, that plays up. into fear. The, I mean, the truth can be really scary. Right. If you fucked up, do you want to tell your partner that you cheated on them? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, let's say that that's something you did, you know, or something. Anything that's going to hurt them, anything that starts to, to threaten what you love to have, which is that person. Right. You're unwilling to say because that could mean you could lose them. Mm-hmm. That's when she gets scary. And we, I mean, that's kind of true for everybody. So I don't know. I think, but let's say we have a disagreement and we can't get to that point. So your point is how do you mediate that situation? Yeah. It's like, how do you come to that point? Right. I think it, it's got to be a desire to come to that point between both people it's like if you you have a willingness to fix the problem then i think you can get there i yeah i guess it is part of like a like a choice like do you do you do you want to fix it or do you want to just be right or do you just want to be right right which one oh god that like reminds me of the what is it um some people don't talk to listen or whatever what is that quote crap they they you talk people, to respond or something yeah they like don't that. listen to listen they listen what do you think what they're gonna say right i think that's what the point i yeah. think right. that's the point you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah most people do that whenever we have um when i do a yoga training or any sort of yoga thing with my teacher here um and like we always start the weekend or our time off with something that she calls a group share where you sit in a circle someone starts and you you look at them or you kind of look down but you're not allowed to acknowledge what they say you don't shake your head you don't laugh you don't smile you know because you, you don't want to you don't want to change what they're going to say because yeah. sometimes they'll feed off your reaction now if you like strongly agree with what they say or if like you're feeling that right now you can do like a little bit like a finger like twinkle i think she calls it a twinkle yeah. just like wiggle your fingers and she also says this is like the hardest part Try not to think about what you're gonna say. Interesting. And but I mean, this ha- it's inevitable. It happens to everyone. You, Especially you, you in a keep, situation like this, right? This you keep conversation. you keep thinking about what you're gonna say next, and then you realize, okay, oh, I'm not I'm not listening to what they're saying. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about what I'm gonna say, and it's that constant back and forth. Interesting. Come down to your awareness, really. Yeah. Your awareness. Vigilance. Yeah. Your own awareness. I okay. So one of the guys that like Papa G, 
his his one of his last teachings is like vigilance, like being vigilant of your own awareness and your own mind. And I love that because in like when you're saying situations like that, if you're really paying attention, then you can kind of be like, nope, you know. Like, mm-hmm. And if you can withhold the meditative state, which is ultimately it is, is like you paying attention to this moment right now. Right. You know, like if you can else. if you can come back to here. And that vision just happens automatically. And then, you know, like, you can get to the whole teaching of time is an illusion. You, you know, really oh, right, right. Whoa. Right. Which is We're true. getting a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, no, I was my favorite awesome. topic. So I like, would love to. My mind we naturally goes there. There I go again. That would be a good podcast. Someone would have to, like, talk to me and tell me. And I will, like, I don't know I have anything to say. So please tell me everything and I will listen. Because I don't. Mm-hmm. About I'm, what? Like, time is an illusion. Is that what you just said? I did say that. My yeah. ex would go off about that. I love hearing about that stuff. That stuff blows my mind to the point yeah. where I'm just like, I, my brain doesn't have the capacity to understand. Right. But, like, I love, I love learning about it and just, like... Mm. Okay, really quick. Really quick. May I? Please. All right, so, like, you're experiencing here now. Yes. Okay. Now, you can... In your mind, you can go and think about any event that you want. You can think about the bad breakup and you can hold that story in your head. Right? Yeah. Cool. But when are you thinking about that? Now. Yeah. <laughs> so that shit doesn't exist. It's right. just in your head. Right. It's just a memory. What is the only thing that exists? Now. Now. Yeah. Any thought that you can have about your future, you have it now. Right. Here. And that's really what it is. Is that hereness, that suchness, that isness of this very moment. The isness. The isness. Yeah, if you can live like there. <laughs> Then time is an illusion. Time is not real. Yeah. I, was, I mean, it happens. But things, yeah. But right. the Life moment happens. of now is always now, and you're always thinking about now. Now, even when you're thinking of. Even though, you, yeah. Yeah. The, um, if we had drinks, we'd have to make a drink. Like, this would be a drink because like, that's, I teach that in yoga a lot. Mm. And it's really, it's one of the, I think, one of the hardest aspects of yoga. It's not the physical poses. Right. It's the, the mind. It's like, like learning how to be in the moment, being present. Mm-hmm. Because when you're, you're telling yourself a story from the past or you're going over a story in the future that hasn't even happened yet. Because you're just formulating based on your past experience. Right. And it's what you're doing is like you're totally taking yourself out of the moment. So like those two things technically don't exist. Mm-hmm. The only thing exists is right now. And when you're doing that, you're missing what's happening right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start to play out those experiences, you kind of put yourself back in that place and you start to feel those emotions again. Mm-hmm. Right. But those emotions aren't technically what, you're, what, what you'd be feeling if you were in the moment. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. and so like, the past yeah. is like a graveyard, but it can really make you relive. Yeah, if you relive like your breakups and then all of a sudden you feel that anxiety or that hurt or that pain again. But if you were just able to be in the moment and focus on what you're doing, you're not going to feel that hurt. Right. Exactly. But that's where it's like, it's so easy to talk to talk, right? Oh my because God. Because here I am saying all this shit, but I'm still focused on the fucking breakup for a year and yeah. a half ago. You know, yeah. like it, it, it hit my emotional imprint really hard and that I can't let it go out of fear. Mm-hmm. And which is just really the, it's in a go response. Yeah. Ultimately. yeah. But like you're, I mean, it's, you're studying it. Right, and like that's Analyzing that's, that's and, that, and that's how that's how you learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's something that you're trying to learn, and and as a yoga teacher, the shit I teach, <laughs> I have not mastered. No. It but is. It's a, it is. It is what I'm. I teach what I'm trying to learn. Right. Yeah. 
And the thing there, I feel like there's certain things that take a lifetime to, to master, and you yeah. might you, you might, might not, not even ever. master, might not never, <laughs> might not never, <laughs> not ever. I mean, it, it depends on your actual desires and your eagerness right. to do so. But that's that you brought that up because even as massage therapists, you know, I try to concentrate on the massage, but then my mind will wander, and I'm like thinking about oh, all of the time. I gotta do this when I get off, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shh, shit, did I already massage that? Leg? Right? Did I did I, did I skip <laughs> the left arm? Did I get that toe? Shit. Or oh my gosh, if if I'm angry at something and I like start thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, am I hurting this person because yes. I'm letting my anger out? <laughs> Oh my god. Nodding the crab and you see the person. I know, I'm just like, like using my thumbs, getting in the rhomboids, like, get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I but think I, yeah, yeah. Once you have an, uh, once you're out of your comfort zone, like, you're way more likely to be present because you don't know what the heck you're doing. You're more, for example, your first yoga class, I bet you're so present. I bet you, you're focused so hard on it, like, because you're so scared to mess up. I was up. scared as fuck. Yeah, so that? you were like, that was probably really focused. Yeah, well, uh, maybe in July probably 2012. To a Where you going? July 2012. Yeah, I remember like I had a, you know, you have a sequence. And so I used to like always sequence all my classes. Now I'll just make them up as I go. But I was looking at the paper. I was like, my hands were shaking, like holding the paper, like, going around. <laughs> but that, it, have you noticed that there's a balance to those situations? Like your very first day, you're not as good because you're really nervous. But you're a little bit better because you're so nervous that you're hyper-focused. You're mm-hmm. But then when you're really confident, it's the opposite. Like, you're really good because you've done it enough, oh. but then you can mess up because you're not paying attention. And it balances itself. Yes, I agree with that. But also something that I have, I noticed this a few years ago. Because I've been teaching yoga for almost eight years now. And I think maybe, I maybe four years into it, I realized that teaching yoga for me almost it does more for me than practicing mm-hmm. because when I'm teaching I have no choice but to be completely present mm-hmm. right I can't start thinking about something that happened class quality is just gonna right or, 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 like I can't I can't like replay a conversation in my head or I can't you know plan out okay I have to talk to somebody about right. something I can't do that or else I'm not going to be giving a good class I'm not gonna be teaching a good class and so if I come into a class and say, like, I have a lot of anxiety because maybe I, my boyfriend and I got into a fight, I always feel so much better after I'm done teaching because I couldn't think about it. Mm-hmm. I had to be completely in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it, and it after, just gives you a mental break. Yeah, yeah, and then it also helps with clarity because it takes you out of that intense feeling. It's not personable anymore. Right. Kind of, you have to become an observer right. yeah. because you're, you can't even think about it. Yeah, so... Yeah, yoga really helps me. Teaching yoga. Like, I feel like when I, pra- when I practice, I'm getting better at staying present. Mm-hmm. But when I practice, I have more of a tendency to let my mind run. Right. Then I notice, like, no, come back. I do that, but, yeah. But when I'm teaching, it's, it's there. No, you taught you. It's been eight years. Good. I know. That's cool. That is cool. And then massage, how long has that been? Almost six. Okay. May, May of 2012, I uh, got my yoga teacher training mm-hmm. certificate. And May of 2014, got my massage license. Okay. Crazy. It goes so fast. It does. Um, Well, I guess we can wrap it up. Yeah. I can say one thing. Yeah. Something I was thinking about. um, Yeah. So in the topic of meditativeness and presence, you know, I think, I don't necessarily know who, where I read this, if I read this or if I just, because, you know, your mind picks it up, but ultimately it comes down to like, you can choose to think and think, 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 mm-hmm. think, 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 
you know, and keep that going. <laughs> and if all, it, it, because you give attention to what you love. Mm-hmm. You know, you love and attention is the same thing. So if you want to love that thinking process and think, 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 you can do that. And a lot of people are infatuated with that story because they think that's who they are. But you can do something else. You can fall in love with silence. Mm-hmm. Learn, like, accept silence for the gift that it is. Because you can tell, oh, I have to meditate. Dang it. Let me sit really quiet. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not quiet. Dang it. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the exact opposite, right? Like, but if you learn to be easy with yourself and you just start to fall in love with silence, fall mm-hmm. in love with presence, then nothing can stop you being present because you'd rather be nowhere else than right here. Mm-hmm. And once like you move that. from the place of love and you start, it might not be easy at first. You might hate it at first. Your mind's going to be like, oh, I don't want to sit here. But once you start to love that, man, like mm-hmm. you change. Yep. Silence changes you. Absolutely. Aww, that's I love that. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. And our, our lives are so noisy. So noisy. It's just, it's, yeah, go ahead. That just made me think of, so, like, as something that kind of, like, I'm torn being, it, having lived in Germany, everything is so quiet in comparison to the U.S., and I feel like Americans are very loud, and that's something that drives me up the wall. <laughs> really? And you know that I go to breakfast at um, that Fast of, French yeah. every, well, three days a week. And I love it because it's quiet. Mm-hmm. And I can sit with my book and my coffee or tea, and I can sit in quiet and read. And it's like one of the few places where I feel like in the States I can go out in public and actually sit and enjoy my, my space in peace. So that's like, and that silence, I enjoy that silence. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so. It's louder kinda, here. Yeah, it's so much louder here. I do these like silent retreats sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've done two. I don't do them very often. Say, oh, you know, but I've done two. It's like a week long, and you don't talk for a week. God. And to you're anyone? just in no one. Yeah, it's so completely silent. Yeah. I want to do one, but like a two day one. Maybe no, do a week. <gasps> I promise. So, here, so, so, you do the, fear, like, fear. no TV, no radio. Like, so the one I did with Ajashanti, the guy that I liked that I talked about um, that was a week no talking and extent, he's a Zen tradition and Zen is a lot of Zazen which is meditation sitting, sitting meditation so it's like 7 periods a day 40 minutes each I would skip a couple like okay but you, you don't have to go to all of them no you don't have to do anything you're not okay. forced to do anything but think about a, a scene of The Walking Dead like where you think of a parking lot and there's a bunch of zombies walking, walking aimlessly. Around. It's kind of what you become because you don't have anything to do. So you just look around and you see a bunch of adults. But seriously, <laughs> like just walking around aimlessly, thinking, contemplating. But you see like a grown-ass man just busting out in tears out of the blue. I bust out in tears out of the blue because silence just lets you look at yourself, you know? Um, but Interesting. So when I come back from them, this is my point. It's like when I come back from these places where I've been in nature for a week, no talking for a week, no phone for a week. When I come back here and I go to shoot a nail gun, which is to me, I'm so accustomed to, my ear feels like it's gonna blow up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Boom! It's like, jeez! Mm-hmm. And that's just from a week. Can you imagine, like, somebody, like a native person from a tribe coming into New York would uh, be like. That's <laughs> how I felt when I came back from Germany. Everything was triggering me. The yeah. gas station, mm-hmm. those fucking TVs. Why are there TVs at the gas station? Oh, yeah. I just, I can't. Like, then the music is going, and then you walk in a store and there's music. And then you're in traffic, and there's a dude with ginormous, loud music. The first two months, I was so triggered. I was just like, I stayed home. I was triggered. It was too loud. Yeah. I believe it. It's jarring. Yeah. It's It's like jarring for the nervous system. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Alright, guys. 
We hope you enjoyed that one. That was cool. That was a good one. Thanks for coming. Oh, you're welcome. That was fun. You might um, have to come back, Gee. That was... Yeah, we could do some <laughs> other talks. That's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll come yeah. back next time you want me. Um, so if you guys have questions... Comments, comments concerns. feedback, concerns, stories that you want to share. Like we really would love to hear some stories from you guys. Email us. We hate everyone. So do you at gmail.com. Nailed it. And we will see you next week. Ne- yeah, yeah. We'll get one in next week. All Hope. right, guys. I got to We got to unlock my screen. All, All right. right. Bye. 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 <laughs>